Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. And we're live. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is June 16th. It's the list in your boy. 218. We got a bunch to talk about. Slap a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe, tap that bell for notifications, and leave a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. Jimmy Van, what's up? Hey, we have an interview with Bobby Lashley dropping tonight, too. No AEW, so I'm dropping a big interview. How about that? There you go. Yep. We'll talk more about that in a minute. I am, you notice my surroundings? Yeah, you're back in the studio. I'm back in my regular my regular surroundings. I'm I, I had to I had to revisit anybody that might be new to this podcast. I had to take a look at the Fightful Championship that I had sitting over here. I Joe also Pearl, to, he's bringing that to Vegas. I hear. Yeah, you can keep thinking that. I also had this sitting around. I haven't showed this off in a while. And man, this is outdated, Sean. I'm gonna have to do something about that. You know, it's it's That's funny. A outdated. I'll occasionally i'll post like people wearing that as a meme and people are like and i've had people say oh man you're so egocentric to wear a thing of your own head and i'm like it's not me and they're like who is it and i'm like i don't know how am i supposed to know who jimmy dresses up in that thing and uh right out of the gate we got dante v saying time for the list and your dirt sheet boy yeah i saw that i saw that's not not a bad idea for sure sean oh man i'd say i'd say about 99 percent of sean short ideas i think suck 
but dirt sheet boys is actually not bad see i like to wear i like to put out shirts that like actual human beings might wear so. like dirt sheet boys uh anakin says jimmy can you also update the sean masks we're not doing those anymore uh, we're done with those those oh, were the, so ridiculous. The, the paper ones yeah like those uh, are pointless now we're, we're we're done with those we're moving on it was fun at the time you know at the yeah. time i wanted to because 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 we were new on select which we'll talk about in a minute we were new on select i wanted to have rewards you know we had we had bumper stickers and we had the sean mask and we had all that stuff and now we've got the legitimacy you know the legitimacy that comes with the select team and 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 you know who is it that's helped build up select i don't know jeremy lambert and alex Pulaski. The guys that have been responsible for select getting to where we are now. They've so, helped out a lot. Like, yeah, you're well, joking. Yeah, they, so. they, like, I would not, Fightful Select would not be anywhere near where it was right now without Jeremy Lambert covering news the way that he does because it took so much off my plate. It was, it was unreal. I was just trying to, look, I was, I was trying to look for a way to de emphasize you. I don't care. I mean, as a joke, I de emphasize myself by not having <laughs> someone in that spot well, well before this. Um, he has been kicking ass, but I mean, a, even as, as we're doing this, like I had, I filmed an interview with Lashley. That's why our interview is late. It's like, okay, you get an interview with the WWE champion. You push your show back. Right. Uh, Lambert has already transcribed the entire interview. So, Oh, um, that's cool. That's cool. So that helps. Is he like a really good, uh, what do they call that? Uh, when you're able to do that, the, the, the typing as it's going on, what do they call that? There's a word transcriptionist. For that. No, 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 no. That, no, that's not. You know the people live in court and they do it live in court as it's going on. There's a word. Stenographers. For it. Is that what it is? Yep. So he's he's good at doing stuff like that. Uh, Matt Reichel says thoughts on ticket sales for SummerSlam. Well, they haven't gone on sale yet. Those are just pre-orders and all that stuff. But uh, I'll be there. I confirmed it. Booked my trip this that this week. Uh, WWE has implied there will be some media stuff in there and. They like me for some reason right now, Jimmy. So I'm gonna be there. We'll see how that goes. You know, they, they liked Sean? me until by the end of that weekend when they realize, let's get this pleb out of here. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes, Sean, people they 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 think they're bigger than maybe they really are at any given time, and then all of a sudden, maybe they start to have a realization. Maybe we need these other folks more than we thought we did. And uh, I, I believe the WWE, someone has finally figured out, somebody not named Vince Man has finally figured out that their popularity has eroded and that maybe maybe an outlet like Fightful.com could be beneficial to them. I don't think they need us, but Lord Pittis no, is just, just here just to get us. Just in general, like in general, uh, uh, digital platforms are helpful to them. Yeah. Lord Pittis says, just to, here to get my countryman Walter on here. Well, I mean, we talk about Walter plenty. Um, there, there's, what was, there's, it, was, it, was it 800 days as champion I read? Yeah. 800 days as champion we had to have a discussion in the in the staff chat like okay these reigns are getting longer like at what point do we start doing the every 100 days thing so like i guess now every 500 after 500 days we would be like okay he's reached 600 700 800 and we do an article um based on that uh, frank aguilera says i'm having a tremendous day on sales at work today take my money fellas also yes jeremy and joe rule uh bpw i mean yeah talk about shirts we got a shirt with ass cheeks up on it <laughs> that was that was a thing in which i had to I had to request to our designers can we make the cheeks bigger have we sold even one of those shirts i'm sure we've sold millions of them shop.fightful.com guys i'm sure there's a lot of things up there that you guys don't even realize like sometimes i forget we have a dong lord shirt and then i look at it and i'm like it's a pretty good shirt like it's a really good shirt 
And we have these set up to where you can get them in any color. If you're like 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 most wrestling fans and you like them in all black, you can get them like that. But we've got like pink shirts, uh, red shirts, purple shirts, teal shirts, all kinds of different colors. And the material is wonderful. It's a good time, Jimmy. Wonderful. Well, on a uh, on on a quick serious note, I want to give uh, best best wishes to Don West, former uh, Impact commentator. Uh, it came out this week that he is dealing with brain lymphoma. Yeah. So uh, good wishes to him. I haven't heard anything about the the prognosis or or if he's undergoing treatment. Haven't heard anything about that. But he's he's going to go undergo treatment. He updated. Uh, oh, he did. Updated okay. on that. Yeah. Okay. Good. So so best wishes for him, and hopefully he's able to pull through. And uh, aside from that. I feel like lately, and maybe it's because we're only a month away from WWE going back on the road, AEW going back on the road, WWE. Matter of fact, today is June 16. One month from today, WWE is going to be back uh, in front of a live crowd on SmackDown on July 16. I feel so like excited. I feel like because of that, there's like things starting to happen. Like I'm starting to feel some momentum. Uh, and it's ironic because none of that has to do with rock creative whatsoever, but I feel like, (laughs) I feel like there's momentum happening and I wanted to talk about it. And, and the first piece of momentum when it comes to us, of course, is Fightful.com and look how Fightful.com is doing what it's just, I'm bashful. Okay. You know, I don't like to toot my own horn. Oh, if you guys saw the thing Sean says to me on instant messenger, I say that I'm real good at my job, Jimmy. I do not. I will not hide the fact that I'm good at my job. He like, says I'm, he's the fucking best, and that's for baby. I am. I'm really good <laughs> at this. Like it, but, it makes me very happy to know that I can be really good, if not the best at something. Like I, I don't even care if it's like tennis or like filling garbage cans. Like to be one of the best at something is pretty cool, even if it's a job that a bunch of people think is completely fucking lame. Like, are you, I, are you suggesting you're the best at filling garbage cans? Is that you just said? I'm the best at tennis. Do you want to play tennis, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, I'm not a it, tennis pro. I'm not a me either. Pro. It looks like I'm playing home run derby every time I hit it. I knock it completely out of like the caged area. It's it's a garbage fire. Well, and it's fight- a full garbage fire because I'm really good at filling trash cans. I'm sure you are. Well, Fightful Select just hit a milestone, uh, and and so thanks to everybody that supports us. Thanks I for it, the dirty play. It has done me so proud, Sean, and has made me so so just warm and fuzzy every time I hear Sean on one of his podcasts talk about how I didn't think that was ever going to work. I thought that was a terrible idea. Jimmy told me three years ago, this is what I want to do, and this is the number we're going to hit, and I thought he was crazy. Every time I hear that, it makes me warm and fuzzy, you know, Sean? Jimmy, so, uh, you know, th- this newfound fame, obviously, I'm not the best at adjusting to it, I, me being a super famous person, but you get perks in life when you get as famous as I do. And somebody gave me a signed Hillbilly Jim LJN. You don't have this, Jimmy. This isn't a part of your collection. This is uh, way more valuable than anything you own. Oh, way more valuable. And if, and, and, and hey, valuable. you know what? You know what else they gave me? Bam, there's him holding them. Like, Like, tell me. Listen, you can't all be me. You can aspire to be this, but you can't always be this. I mean, you know something? Uh, that action figure and a token will get you on the subway. There, there you go. Lord Peta says, garbage fire? Somebody tells Smokey Salcedo. <laughs> I saw that. That did numbers. Uh, we've got some super chats. Let's go ahead and, and <clears> read them. <throat> Dennis Ruth says, it's because you really put the SRS in SummerSlam. Well, uh, that's creative. I've been to the to everyone that has had fans over the last three years now. So otherwise, guess, it'd be WWE Umberlam. 
Nicholas says, let's get Sean and Jimmy to call SummerSlam. Jimmy will not be there, actually. No, I, I was I was thinking about it. And uh, I have commitments to my family, uh, my cottage. Uh, I, I booked two weeks in advance. One of them happens to be August 21st. And my wife was very quick to remind me of that when I told her the date of SummerSlam. So I'm taking, uh, I'm taking my wife with me. So there you yes, go. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we, we've got, uh, yeah, she'll, she helped me actually run cameras at the last SummerSlam. And there were people there that we had interviewed in the past that, that remembered her and remembered me. Not a lot of couples that, that do this media stuff. Yep. And I don't have her on camera because some fucking weirdos, Jimmy. But uh, yep. she'll be there with me. I'm, I'm really excited for that. I, I don't think she's ever been west of west of Indiana, maybe. Or maybe like Chicago. Really? Like, yeah. So uh, this will be a first there. But. Uh, there's there's a bunch of super chats to get to. JJ says, Fightful Rules, so glad SRS came on Quizlemania. Did you win uh, again last week? No, I didn't. I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm off for a while. Awesome. Off for a while. Jay Kane says, Samoa Joe returning to NXT is a treat. SRS, is there any chance Aleister Black returns to NXT, even a small role? I'm loving it so far. Yeah, I think there is a real chance, especially by the way that that he speaks so glowingly of the brand. It seems like, he wants to stay on good terms with them. I think that's a possibility, Jimmy. Sure. I mean, I, you know, Samoa Joe, I will admit, surprises me a little bit. Uh, and, and kudos to you that you broke this, this one again. You've broken a lot of the stories lately, Sean. You've oh, been doing a good job. Uh, but uh, that one surprised me a little bit just because I realized that, you know, we talked a little bit last week about AEW's picked up a lot of guys. You can't pick up everybody. Yeah. Uh, nobody else can really afford the kind of money that WWE and AEW can for a Samoa Joe, but I was a little surprised because he has so much to offer that I, I, I thought that he'd be somebody that, that AEW would look at, but um, who knows? I mean, maybe it was Joe, maybe Joe was like, you know, I, I loved it when I was there before. I like being part of this, this, this brand. And uh, I personally loved everything they did on NXT with Joe. I loved yeah. it. Like I, I loved it when I, first of all, William Regal, he oh. is just amazing. Like, I loved I thought, about everything on NXT last night. It was one of the best episodes they've had ever. I thought it was a very cohesive show. I thought Cross, Regal, and Joe yep. all played those roles perfectly. Adam Cole ain't hurt a single bit by getting choked out by Samoa Joe. Right. Um, oh, it was so good. It was I thought so it was, good. It was. And I and, love it when we break a story and it comes true literally between last week's episode and this week's episode of Listen, You Boy. So we saw all that unfold and happen. And he is a good, buzzworthy name. People like him. Yep. And, and, you know, it's funny because NXT, there was a time when NXT, it felt so dark and dreary as, as, as a presentation. And now that they've got live fans there, to me, it beats the crap out of raw yes. to me. It, it's like when Joe's music hit the fans that are allowed to be there popped and you don't get that on, on raw or SmackDown. And so to me that the, the whole thing was good. Joe's promo style, Sean. Ah, oh, yeah. He's so effortless. That's like the best word I can think of to describe his promo style. He's so effortless. He comes off like an old school guy where you give him bullet points, not yep. word for word. You give him bullets and then you kind of trust him. Very effortless. I like the whole idea. He doesn't want to be the GM, but he'll be the enforcer. And if he's provoked, he can, he can attack you. And you know where it's going to go. Karen Cross is going to provoke him and he's going to get a title shot. And uh, I, I just, I thought the whole thing was really good. I just, I just, Joe has got a presence about him and you can't say that about a lot of people anymore. The whole episode of NXT was worth you guys watching. Blake Christian's debut was good. Kushida's debut was good. 
And then last week, Jimmy, I asked Kyle O'Reilly. I was trying to trying to bait him into maybe saying a little bit about it, but I was like, "Hey, man, you had a great match against Kushida six years ago. When we seeing that again? Knowing when we were going to see it again. <laughs> and last night, the challenge was made. I am so ready for that match. I've heard next week might be a big one too, uh, based on some stuff that I've heard. Uh, some pretty vague stuff, but the women's tag match was great. The main event tag match was great. Just wonderful stuff. Uh, wonderful stuff from Cal here. He says, love Fightful. Big love to all the staff and Jimmy. And you what, mate? Says, thanks for the hard work. Fightful Select is definitely worth it. We are right now, Jimmy, about, gosh, I think, as, as I look, about 30 subscriptions away, maybe. Yeah, about 32, 33 subscriptions away from being the most subscribed wrestling property on Patreon, which we don't use the Patreon term because in case we ever move off, but now people are sending me memes that says when Jimmy told you it'd be January and now it's June. Yeah, yeah. My, I, I, we ran into trouble with the dev team. We're a little shorthanded. There's priorities ahead of it right now. It is what it is. But Well, uh, well there's no priority ahead of the super chat from Nikhil, who says, Hi, friends. <laughs> what are Gender, Veer, and Shanky doing nowadays? They're a main event. Uh, WWE brought them back with no no plan. Just like everybody else. Where's Damian Pree, Sean? I, I don't know. I don't know if Isn't there's something amazing? to that. Isn't that I'm amazing? trying to find out more. I don't know if he's hurt, if he's what, what's going on there. He's not hurt. He's in catering. Where's Where's uh, Bray Wyatt? I don't know. I don't know if these people are hurt or not. I don't. So I, I, think, I think Damian Priest and Bray Wyatt are sitting together at a table eating burritos. Well, I think Hannah thinks that I'm going to be sitting at a table eating burritos with her in Las Vegas. She says Sean is very excited to meet me, but she's excited to meet my wife. Oh, there you go. And we have a couple more as we get into this. Evan Wright says New Japan and AEW doing Grand Slam titled shows in the same month of September. Makes me wonder, do we see Okada show up there? Super curious. I don't think that's that's not the the thing. That, I, I think the Grand Slam is because it's in a traditional tennis that's venue. That's exactly why. Absolutely. 100%. Which exactly I think why. is a dope idea. I think that's great. Like, yeah. It, I mean, tennis venues, you never think of them and say wrestling. But then you see how it's configured and you're like, oh, my God, that would be a really fun wrestling venue. Yeah. It's, it, it's almost like a bigger Daly's Place sort of. Yeah. Oh, uh, Daly's Place was a lot of fun to watch a show at. It was yeah. really cool. Well, Arthur Ashe is going to be a big stadium. I think they're expecting over 20,000 fans for it. Uh, in case anybody hasn't heard, it's going to be September 22nd, uh, Arthur Ashe in, uh, in New York. So uh, that'll be cool. And do you want to I, – I want to get more into the momentum happening, but do you want to uh, cover we, some more Supercats first? We've, we've got one more left, but it is uh, relevant to a topic. Actually, we've got a couple of them. Uh, Lord Peter says, is there a problem with people falling up the card in – failing up the card in NXT. Yes. I don't like that Santos Escobar, that was the only thing I didn't like last night, lost his cruiserweight title, lost a rematch, l- didn't win anything else, lost the North American title match, and then it's like, well, he didn't get pinned, so here's shot number four, four straight title matches. I don't like that at all. And Justin Lopez says, everything out of Joe's mouth sounds like real beef. Sean, any word on when they'll return to full sail or go on the road for takeover again? Takeover, I think, in the fall, tentatively planned. However, uh, they have the the SummerSlam NXT TakeOver set for uh, CWC in case something happens and they can change it. They don't have to put a rent on that building. It's their building. They don't have to put a hold on it. Uh, As far as Full Sail, I haven't heard any plans to return there. I think they're sticking with the CWC. It's a lot less expensive. Um, They can keep things a lot more secret from people like me as well. Uh, which is you know always a good thing for them. 
But uh, yeah, I don't think they're going back to full sale. I, I wouldn't expect that anytime soon. Uh, WWE does a really, really good job of making those venues look a lot bigger than they are, Jimmy, because both of them are very small. And yeah, it's it's you know what it, it reminds me of the the Price Is Right. You ever watch the Price Is Right? Yeah, of course. Because that was the classic thing about the Price Is Right is that you know they had the camera the 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 camera scanning like this. Yes. And then uh, my family went one time. They actually went to a taping, and I said, "How was it?" And they said that place was a closet. You know what I mean? <laughs> but because they got the camera scanning like this, you think they're in a they're in a big uh, theater or something like that. So yeah, there's a, there's a trick to it. WWE does a good job, and again, I really feel like NXT now as a viewer is more entertaining to watch from an aesthetic perspective. Uh, I'm thunderdomed out, and I think a lot of people I are thunderdomed out. And we've only got a month, one more month, four more shows essentially of each brand. And then after that, uh, we get back to live crowds again. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Jared Jack says, do you see Balor coming back or, uh, to NXT or moving up? I see him moving up. I don't know how many more times you can do the Finn Balor walks out there in Orlando with his jacket and says, I'm back. The the Prince is back and all that stuff. Move him on up. He's an established star. Speaking of established stars, Rink asks about thoughts on UFC 263. Uh, I knew Nate Diaz is going to get his ass whipped. Um, his comment about, oh, in a real fight, he'd have been put to sleep. That was the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Real fights don't go 23, 24 minutes before you hit somebody. Not just that. What's he suggesting? I, I don't like, know. Like, is he suggesting that he's going to hit him with something? I, I guess so. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Brandon Moreno is a mega baby face. Holy crap. Uh, as much as I love Mighty Mouse Johnson, Brandon Moreno is the most marketable flyweight they've ever had. Way more than Henry Cejudo as well. And Israel Adesanya is still really good. Did you watch any of it, Jimmy? No, I saw the highlights. I wasn't able to watch the show, but I did see the highlights. So uh, I saw Moreno's, I saw the finish, and I saw his promo after the fight. And uh, this has been a good year for them in terms of establishing stars. So long as, number one, the fighters keep winning, and so long as, number two, UFC takes advantage. Like, I look at Rose, and uh, yeah. and when when Rose recaptured her title and just the baby, just very much like Moreno, the, the, the baby face reaction to her winning, and she got emotional, and I felt like that was a coming out party for her. And I felt the same way about him. Yeah. Uh, Adesanya is good, but I but moving up hurt him. Like he should have just stuck with what he had, I think. I think moving up hurt him and losing that fight. But uh, they've got some great people so long as they they're do. able to, to, to build around them and market them properly. Some more Joe talk. And I think, I mean, we, I think we pretty well covered that subject by now. But Joel says, have we heard if Joe has been cleared? I know it's a choke out, but it doesn't seem WWE likes people with concussion issues get physical. I see what you mean. It seems like NXT exists on an island of its own because we saw 67-year-old Ted DiBiase take his first bump since maybe 1993 because I don't think that apron bump at Super Brawl 98 counts. He took a bump last night, Jimmy, and I was shocked. And Joe, I mean, he didn't didn't get hit or anything. I think they, they realize they can safely do that. I haven't heard if he's been cleared, though. DiBiase looked like he dropped a little weight. Like when he first came back into NXT for the story with Grimes, he looked like he dropped a little weight. You see it in his face a little bit. Yeah. And he 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 did a perfect flat back bump. Yes, he did on that shot. Yes, so, he did. Uh, and and him and Grimes, I think that was kind of expected that that was going to be the the partnership. And so now he's going to get DiBiase's belt back. It makes perfect sense. And Bill Hemmett puts over that Joe AJ Daniels match, my favorite match of all time. He said Joe WWE had Joe and AJ and blew it big time. I mean they they had an okay story. The Wendy stuff became like a meme. I mean it's whenever like Joe comes back and mentions Wendy, it gets a pop. Mm. thoughts on who is the on the nxt charging station i think probably tegan knox and then jay kane as we finally get into our topic says 
Thank you for breaking news with everyone's trust. SRS, does Triple H have the pull to re-sign Aleister Black to NXT? I think for probably significantly less money, he probably does. Um, and again, I can't pretend to understand the motivations of an Aleister Black or a Triple H, but I think he could. I think if he wanted Aleister Black, he could probably make it work. It's just I don't know uh, about the money. But Jimmy, we we have things to talk about. There are people that might be coming back to WWE. Ryan Martin says I see some big names returning soon: Fiend, Keith Lee, Brock, Sasha, Becky, John Cena. Should give WWE a big boost. What what are you thinking, Jimmy? Well, first I want to ask you a question going back to the Aleister Black thing. Jesus. Do you think that Triple H at this point has to get the green light from Nick Khan on spending money? A substantial amount. I I think probably, yeah. I think bringing back somebody, I think maybe he would have to get, get that as well. Yeah, I think so too. So I, I, you know, that's an interesting dynamic because it was always just Vince, but I feel like Nick Khan is really into the dollars and cents. And so that's an interesting dynamic uh, in terms of people returning. So I haven't heard, I mean, uh, that gentleman mentioned the fiend, Keith Lee. I haven't heard anything about them. Have you heard anything about the fiend and Keith Lee? Not that I can say. <laughs> okay. You and I will talk later, but uh, let's talk. Let's start with John Cena. So uh, John Cena did an interview with Chris Van Vliet, you know, a friend of Fightful. Chris, by the way. I mean, I guess. What <laughs> I hope happens to Chris Van Vliet is I hope the next time he gets a big interview, yeah, he goes one minute over the time in which he, he was allotted. And I hope the interview does great numbers and great traffic. But I hope that that one extra minute that that person is given, they look at him and they go, wow, that's unprofessional. I'm I, I'm not, not going to do interviews with him again, but it's going to be a while. And he's slightly <laughs> inconvenienced by that. Slightly inconvenienced. But I still want his video to do great traffic because he's a good guy. Well, I thought Chris did a great job. And and I loved how Cena, you know, the very yes. first question, the very first question was something about, you know, your character in Fast 9. Is this our opportunity to see John Cena as a heel? That's basically what he asked him. And Cena was like, man, I knew you were going to have good stuff. Uh, but Cena basically, man, no, he is. Chris is good. And, and Cena basically confirmed that he'll be putting the jorts back on the jean shorts back on real soon, which of course has led to speculation that in one month on July 16, he'll be on the live edition. I shouldn't say the live edition, the first edition with live fans of SmackDown. Uh, and then of course there's speculation that they're looking to do him and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. So that would be a really, really big one. Uh, somebody mentioned SummerSlam t- tickets. The pre-sales apparently doing pretty good. Sean Ross Sapp's going to be in Vegas. And on top of all this other stuff, there's this new love affair with Fightful and WWE. It's wild. And it's like we're, we're hearing angels sing. This morning so, I woke up, there were violins playing, Sean. I, I want to clarify something for people. Like One, it's been great. I like having a good professional relationship with WWE. I've had people that say, oh, that'll change when they see how much you criticize them. I should say to the contrary, there was a person in PR who I have not thought even like outright didn't like me, but that person would always say, say what you want about the show and whether you like it or not. They would actively encourage me for honest opinion on the show. And I always respected that, even though I didn't necessarily, I wasn't keen on not getting interviews or anything like that. And also I think by now they know that I'm not going to go rogue on a WWE sanctioned interview because right. you're, you're professional when you do that stuff. If you're providing an interview by a company, 
then you, you play by their rules or you're not going to get that interview. And not everything is going to be salacious. I talked to Bobby Lashley about bare knuckle fighting, Bellator, about if Vincent Wan ever shot a double leg on him, which was a very funny response about the Hurt Business, about SummerSlam, about Hell in a Cell. All the notes are up on FightfulSelect.com right now. But I, I'm enjoying doing these. It's pretty cool. And, you know, something is it's, it's funny what you say about, you know, not going rogue in an interview. Many, many years ago when I got the chance to interview Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and uh, in a minute I'm going to put over our magazine because i got the transcripts in the magazine now, Steamboat told me at the end of that interview, and you got to remember, this was Ricky Steamboat. This was Mr. Like Babyface Personified. Yeah. No scandal, Ricky Steamboat. He told me when that interview was done, he said, I've done so many interviews with guys where all they do is they look for an opportunity to take a shot. Yeah. And he said, because they're looking for an opportunity to kind of put themselves over and to, and, and to get that little soundbite. He said, you didn't do that once because I didn't. And, and so he ended up giving me four hours over two days because he appreciated that I didn't do that. I think you're right. Like it's criticizing the show is fine. It's, it's that, that's kind of part of your job. And, and there are spots where you have to challenge people on certain things. Sure. For, for example, um, I got, I've been offered interviews in the past with very controversial figures. And I've said, listen, this would be the kind of interview because this person is so controversial. They would have to understand that that's what's going to be talked about. I can't right. talk about what show or fight or whatever they're doing without talking about this like right. specific things that were proven and and were out there and on, on some occasion they're like well thank you for your time not doing that and there, there's been a few where they're like everything's on the table everything's a possibility everything's out there and then i'll do the interview but people will be bullshitting me well sorry i'm not running that interview because things that were proven weren't addressed accordingly so i can't in good good conscience put that out there but these are harmless promotional interviews is what these are. Sure. And it's not like you're saying, hey, listen, lastly, you're a bag of shit. You know what I'm saying? You're not being, you're not being uh, a, a negative to him. You're not being disrespectful. If, if something scandalous happened in their career that you need to address, like you said, you do it. But you, yeah. you're not disrespectful to them personally. And I think a lot of guys have maybe in the past had to deal with that. And maybe that's kind of left the crowd up a little bit. But here's, uh, here's a good example. Ray Callen says my interview with Brett Lauderdale. Well, let me tell you about that. Brett Lauderdale hit me up. He's like, I see this criticism about the way that COVID was handled at the collective. I want to talk about it. And we did like an hour and a half at one in the morning on like a Friday night and off air. I don't even know if I had mentioned this off air. Brett Lauderdale said, ask me whatever you want. I want to be honest about this. Right. He's like, I owe it to people that were there and that are concerned about this to be honest about it. Right. And you can think what you want about Brett Lauderdale, uh, but he, I can tell you that's my experience is that he wanted me to challenge him on this stuff. Uh, that way he could address it and hopefully correct it. And somebody asked if I'd interview Vampiro. I'd love to interview Vampiro. Didn't the same, the same something similar happen with Corey Graves, remember? He was so, getting a lot of criticism at the time. So Graves, Corey Graves, um, the night of a CM Punk fight, had tweeted about CM Punk. He was like, well, here's the stuff that nobody reports and that dirt sheets will say something about. And I said, well, tell me your story straight up. Tell me your story. And he said, okay, I will. On the record, I'll tell you the story. And there you go. And ever, and ever since then, I've had people on Reddit accuse him of being a source of mine. <laughs> ever since then, I think I've spoken to him once, once since. I think I told him congrats. Yeah. Well, you know what I saw yesterday, Sean? 
What's that? Yesterday, yesterday I saw most of the mock-ups for FIFA Magazine issue three. Oh, did you? And I'm going to tell you. Yet. I'm going to tell you a funny side story. So one of the features in it is called the Cameo Chronicles, talking about how because we couldn't get interviews with uh, with WWE talent as a joke, I got Roman Reigns to do a cameo so that we could have a little soundbite. You got and those w- beautiful veneers on our screen, didn't you? Yeah, and wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? I have to rewrite some of the article because I put something in there about how our relationship with WWE is still a work in progress. And now, all of a sudden, Sean Ross Sapp is is uh, is has got this wonderful, mutually amicable relationship happening. So I'm going to have to change the wording a little bit. That's all I've wanted is just that. And now I'm getting it. Can't say anything bad about it. It's probably it's probably the most positive one I've got going right now. Uh, Ryan Martin says Andrew Zarian of Matman, who I love by the way, says he's hearing a lot of exciting things in the WWE side of wrestling, and he's hopeful we'll see a quality turn by the end of the year. I'm always hopeful, but we'll see. Uh, I love Andrew Zarian. Uh, if you all don't, please check him out. He is a part of a lot of the, uh, the one of the new guys that's breaking a lot of news, and I've conferred with him on stories for yep. years now. This is not a new thing. Him having information, it's new. Him putting it out there. But uh, I have conferred with him many times. I would love to do some work with Andrew Zarian. Might be doing that in Vegas. We'll see how that goes. That could be a trash fire. Uh, (laughs) Jimmy will know what I mean there. Rob Wilkins says, when I quit wrestling media in 2001, I never thought I'd want to get back into it. That changed because of Fightful. Congrats to Renee and Mox. Yes, congratulations to Renee and Mox, uh, the the birth of their baby girl. I saw somebody, I wish I saw who, that said... uh, when Dean, when Moxley, Reigns, and uh, Rollins' daughters grow up, they're going to be the she yield. Get it? Get it? You know what that it reminds was, me of? Poisonous pixies. On you know what that reminds there. me of? That reminds me of when Kayla Braxton was talking to Stephanie McMahon about the Evolution pay-per-view, and oh. Kayla Braxton goes, they're going to make herstory. And Stephanie McMahon looks at her and goes, what? This is way better. The She-Yield is way better. That's fantastic. So here, here's a question for you. So it does feel like there is, you know, momentum starting to happen in wrestling. However, is it a Band-Aid is my question for you. Because, you know, creative in terms of Raw hasn't been that good. So we know that Cena's going to come back, and, and I imagine him and Roman's probably going to happen. I saw another interview that Cena did with uh, Fox, and the woman straight up said, what are you doing on August 21st? Uh, are you going to be in Vegas? And Cena kind of tried to deadpan it like he had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty, pretty, it looks pretty likely he's going to be there. But when you look at other stuff that they're talking about, there's still a lot of talk about Brock and, and Bobby Lashley potentially. RK Bro is something that I think is, is, is phenomenal. Right now, I think National Marines is the hottest thing in, in WWE. I think there's a good chance they go for the tag titles at SummerSlam. Samoa Joe is back in NXT, as we talked about. Something else that's being reported, and as a matter of fact, uh, your buddy Andrew Zarian uh, was part of this. So he reported WWE is looking at doing Brooklyn for the Survivor Series. I imagine probably Barclays for the Survivor Series. You would know. And Dave Meltzer reports that WWE is hoping to get The Rock for the Survivor Series. So all of these things, you know, all sound great. And there's lots of momentum. And they're going back to live crowds in another month. And it all sounds, sounds uh, really uh, fun. But again, it's all centered around bringing back stars from the past. So do you think that this is Band-Aid stuff and that, you know, once SummerSlam is over and Cena goes, goes back to Hollywood, we're going to be back to where we've been on Raw? 
or do you think that because they're going to have live crowds, they're no longer going to have that ability to manipulate the viewer because the live crowd's not going to tolerate it? Like, what is your what's your thought on all that? Both. Uh, I know this WrestleMania was a big step forward in not relying on too many part-time people, but I wonder if they were like, well, we're going to sell that out for what we're selling anyway, and then we're going back to no fans for four or five months. Yep. So why bring them back? They can't rely on the past because the past has helped. Them doing that has led to the product waning. You have to build next. You have to build next. You have to build next. Now, granted, some of those that they were building next, they didn't expect Becky to go away. Uh, I don't think they expected Cena to go away as soon as he did. And as long as he did, he hasn't had a wrestling match, a real match in two and a half years. Mm -hmm. But I do think it is a bit of a Band-Aid. I just hope that if they bring people back, it's not just here I am, here I am. Build a story out of it. Make me care about it. Like, realistically Shayna probably should have won the title from Becky last year, which they didn't know she was pregnant. Uh, but, or, or shortly afterwards, or maybe Rhea won it last year, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And built towards when Becky came back, but they, they don't have any long-term planning. Nothing has long-term planning. So I don't have any real confidence that will change. Yeah. Cause the issue too is, you know, Roman, Roman and Cena is, is the match to make, uh, yeah. but Roman's late thirties, Lashley and Brock Lesnar is a match to make. Everybody wants to see it. Lashley's forty three, so you're 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 building around guys that yeah they're they're in a great spot right now, but you know ten years from now they're not going to be there. Yeah, and and so that's why they they really need to to work on on trying to build up these these new stars. But uh, I don't know. Aside from that though, it looks like we're in for for some good times. And I don't want to discredit Kenny Omega either. I, I I read that Kenny Omega got a little bit of heat. I don't even know if that's the right word, suggesting, yeah. suggesting that his performances haven't been up to snuff. And there's been uh, uh, speculation or rumor that he's injured. He's, he straight up said he's, he's banged up. Oh, he said he it on BTE. Okay. Yeah, they, they made jokes about, about him being they, – they said he was hickenbottomed. Like they okay. were talking about his, his back and all that stuff. Okay. And some stupid punk says, can't rely on the past. Nostalgia is 80% of the act. Well, that's the point. You don't rely on it. You, right. you make more. Right. You make right. more. Yeah, well, I will say this about Omega. So I saw the match with Moose at Against All Odds. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was I thought it was great, but I thought that it did a lot more for Moose than for Omega. Not that Omega yeah. needed it, because he was already kind of established, but I thought Moose looked phenomenal in that match. Like like we knew that he was a strong guy, and the story going in when the match started was that he had the power advantage. Yes. But he was flying around. Did you see him go diving into the second He's- row? He's amazing. He's got himself in great shape. Yes. By the way, guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I had an exclusive on his new contract. Uh, he has signed a new one with Impact Wrestling, and I've got a lot of details on it on FightfulSelect.com, but I agree. Moose looked awesome there. Yes, and he did. Yeah. Um, that was also I, one of the best Spanish flies I've ever seen. Oh, so good. The way that he leaped up to the top and like sandwiched him on the way down. Oftentimes, they land side by side. Yeah, and he was that un, un, unintentional that he like sandwiched him on the ground like that. I don't know. I, okay. I would imagine that that it just you land how you land. Yeah, <laughs> on well, one of those it, bad boys. It looked really good, and the finish. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm you know I'm not a huge Bucks guy with all the super kicks and shit, but I understand why they did it because they protected Moose. Moose, Moose. You know, he has the right now to go in for another shot because it wasn't a clean uh, a clean loss, but. I thought it looked really, really good. And now since we're talking about momentum and wrestling and we're talking about things happening, I got to talk about Matt Cardona. Uh, 
good for Matt Cardona. And I got to tell you, I talked to Matt yesterday uh, about something that I'm going to show you in a minute. And uh, all I said to him was, by the way, Nick Gage, good for you. That's all I said. Yeah. And he said, appreciate it. And I said, watch the pizza cutter. Because I don't trust yeah. that dude, Sean. Well, what I said to him was, hey, I'll be in Nashville for anniversary. Please let me get the f- last live interview of you before you die. You know what? I have a lot of respect for, for Matt Cardona. Me and too. Not, not just because he wrote for Fightful Magazine and all that stuff. The, he here was a guy and, and, and I told you this, you know, we talked about this before. I think that when he got released from WWE, and this is just my opinion. I think that he thought that there was going to be more demand for him at a certain price. This is my, my opinion. And I think that he was probably maybe disappointed to see that maybe it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. Here's a guy though, that's got so much ambition. And, and so now he's got his own podcast network. He's releasing merch all the time. They got an action figure line now called heels and faces and he's got uh, a replica belts that they're selling. And like he's got all this merch that he's doing. But he recognized that to the average wrestling fan, part of him represents uh, an element of WWE that they didn't like. Part of him represents an element of WWE that was silly and too colorful and kind of goofy. And so what does he do in order to, to, to kind of make the shift? He puts on a hood. He goes on to a GCW show. He does John Moxley's mannerisms. He hits the paradigm shift pulls out the hood, and it's Matt Cardona, kind of the anti-hardcore, anti-deathmatch, anti-GCW guy. And uh, good for him, man. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Drew McIntyre. Because Drew McIntyre got released from WWE. Now, granted, Matt Cardona was not supposed to be world champion like Drew McIntyre was. Yeah. But he gets released from WWE. Uh, But at one point, he was one of the most over people in the wrestling world to the point to where... The Rock is standing in the ring, and they're chanting for Zack Ryder. Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. But I, I think I think you look at Drew, and Drew knew when he got released, you know, I, I got to put the work in, and I got to get better. And and he did, and he traveled all over the place, and he worked different styles, and he worked on his body, and he worked on his, his business acumen, and he got better. I see that in Matt Cardona, because here's a guy now, he's kind of got the business acumen aspect down. He understands the business really well, and now he understands that I have to do a little shift when it comes to my reputation as a pro wrestler. And uh, what better way to do it when you might have, you know, a bit of a silly reputation than to get in there with Nick Gage. Yeah. So I have the utmost respect for Matt Cardona. It's a white hot angle. The video I posted on Twitter has over 150,000 views and 750 retweets. Yep. He's a very self-aware guy and knows that he is the opposite of GCW. So he's jumping into it. And it shouldn't be a surprise to us that the guy who helped spearhead a lot of the things that we see today in in that um, would would be so good at it. You know what I think should happen? What's that? You, oh, I think Mojo Raleigh should help him beat down Nick Gage. That's not a bad because he's a, he's got the same reputation. He's got the complete opposite, like yes, a completely obnoxious to non WWE people thing. Yeah, I don't know where where. Mojo is physically, he had some injuries and stuff last year, but oh my God. And you want to talk about a promo. Mojo Raleigh is the entire reason WWE had wrestlers holding cameras like they were cell phones right. for backstage promos a couple years ago because they looked at his at, at Mojo Raleigh's and they're like, oh, it's those selfie promos. That's that's what's over instead of, wow, that Mojo Raleigh guy cut a fantastic promo in like a minute and a half. Right. Um, Evan Wright, Nick Gage and Mox against Cardona and Mojo. Who would have ever thought that would be a draw? It'd be huge. 
It's very huge. interesting. Well, I, there, there's one thing that I want to uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have Camilla put up for a second, because speaking of Matt Cardona, somebody brought this to my attention. Uh, and so I, I was able to go out and find find the little clip of this when somebody yeah. brought this to my attention. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I, I don't understand where, you know, where, where, where that comes from. I thought that we were all kind of on a, on a, on a professional basis. But Camilo, play media one. I want people to see something. Oh, somebody... which one is this? Did I did I get the wrong clip? Uh, I got in the mail the Fightful magazine. It's a real magazine, and it is my writing debut. Advice from the love, Lauren. No, I used to love that. Uh, but it's a two pager. Look at that two pager. Plug in the wow. pod. I wrote all this by myself. Uh, you can get this now, collectible. In, in crayon. Not no, a not single. In... There's not a single mention of Mark Sterling in that entire article. There's uh, not? No, there's not. <laughs> I, I mean, Mark went up me. I'm not reading that shit. Are you sure, Mark? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sorry about that, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check out my podcast that I started with my friend that nobody else helped with. Uh, they must have edited you out, Mark. You know who's fault? That's probably like... Uh, that's pro- listen. I didn't do that. You know who did that? That's Jimmy Van. That's uh, Sean Ross Sapp. They, I think they edited you out, Mark. Okay. I think what oh, we need to do. Come on. I man. think what we need to do is we need to take over this goddamn Bible magazine, and we need to make a major pot where, edition. What do you? What you, do you say? Get some some paint pens and scribble and write some our, our own articles. Where yeah, can I you get that? that? You can get it on. There's a, a Bible on their website. You can get it. Um, you can also get the print. So I guess this is the print edition. But you can get it like digital if you want. I say Got get the it. print. Let's bring these magazines back, baby. I love yeah. magazines so Let's, much. I want to I stop in that little shop at Penn Station and just read all the wrestling magazines like I used to. If oh, I could man, figure out a cool way to pizza. display yeah. them, I would buy magazines again. Um, so I'm definitely I, I do think Mark needs some good Ric Flair, Ric Flair covers for sure. Oh, my God. They just known as W wrestler Zack Ryder with an H. It's in here. Oh, you could just send him a resignation right now. letter. Sean Ross. Yeah. Sean Ross Sapp, you piece of shit. Send him What? You have do you have any respect? Resignation letters coming in the mail. Zach with an H? Oh no, that's Jimmy that's, Van that's a Inc. Big broski is a registered trademark of Jimmy Van Inc. Well, Jimmy Van, fuck you. You wrote my name with first of all, you you don't know that it's Z A C K? You didn't see that promo on Raw where I messed up my own spelling? Oh man. I don't edit the magazine, Jimmy. So there that was that was a little a little misprint. However, I think it was a little bit harsh for him to call you a piece of shit and to say fuck you Jimmy Van. What the hell was that? I don't edit the magazine. If you want me to do that, we can restructure the contract. No big deal. I'd be glad to actually read the things that people submit in there. But don't I you think do you it. should anyway as the managing it's, editor of Fightful? It's your fault. It's your fault. But listen, I'm tired of all this talk of major pod, Jimmy. I want to help people get some major peen with bluechew.com and the code Fightful. That's right. Major peen. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the same active ingredients, but in a chewable tablet at a fraction of the cost. You know when your package has arrived, your package has arrived because it ships straight to your door. It's made in the USA. Prepared and shipped direct. Ships discreetly. You can take up any time, day or night. You can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And even beyond that, 
it's the most convenient way to get that confidence, that performance, because it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers at bluechew.com when you sign up. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription in days. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct. Right now you get that that first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. She'll be saying, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know it. That was When you give her that major peen, thanks to bluechew.com, code Fightful. Battery Leg says, any news on an AEW streaming service? Buying cable for one thing is super frustrating. Keep up the good work. That I only have YouTube TV for SmackDown Raw and AEW. It's very frustrating, but no, I've heard nothing like that. Way too soon. They're not doing that yet. Some stupid punks is SRS and Jimmy Van against Ryder and Hawkins. Pizza Cutter! <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know why he had to resort to, to coarse language in that uh, in that promo. I definitely and and, 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 and what was this he said about taking over the magazine? I got too much invested to let him just all of a sudden come in and take over a damn magazine. Yeah, we've got major peen ads to run in there and everything. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no way that's going to happen. No way. And Ryan Martin says, any updates on Zelina? Ever since the report about her returning to WWE, it's been quiet. Well, her husband got fired in the meantime, so... We'll see how that goes, but she was at the Performance Center. By the way, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. There was somebody else at the Performance Center Monday. Very interesting. You want to just go ahead and give give somebody a little select taste and say who it was? No. Nick Gavinian says, Damian Priest, Riddle, McIntyre, Big E are all over 35. Hard to invest in the future now when they're not capitalizing on them uh, as they are. Yes, I agree. Age means less now, though. Uh, I'll say that. And Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were 37 when they went to the NWO and WCW. So um, I think they need to shit or get off the pot with some of these guys, Jimmy. And the sad thing is, you you could say that about some of the releases, but they were literally still on the pot. Well, not literally, but they were still <laughs> on the pot with some of those people, like Aleister Black. Yeah, and I mean, you are you. What you said is true as far as the NWO, you know, was was skewing older when they started, and they, you know, they blew up because it was a great story. If the creative is there, then you're you're probably in good shape. But I do remember last year we talked about at the Survivor Series, I believe it was, where there was only one person on the show that was under 25, and that was Dominic Mysterio, mm-hmm. and uh, and not a lot has changed. You know, there's a lot of reasons why I think AEW is popular with a certain sect of of the wrestling fan base, which is the younger. Uh, demo and part of it is because maybe it's a fresher product the the creative doesn't insult your intelligence but they also have a ton of talent that is in that younger age bracket yeah so there's there's a lot of different reasons uh uh for that but that's not that's not an unfair point to say that they're skewing old speaking of young talent ryan says who do you think is behind the diamond mine i think it's an nxc version of raw underground I think it, I think it would be very similar. I think you need familiar yet fresh names, like maybe people who haven't been pushed yet. I think that would be the, the best the best option for that. You what, mate? Says SRS is the goat of segways. Well, you know what? I think Jimmy should buy me an actual Segway as a bonus. Like, that's how they spelled that. They spelled that like the Segway vehicle. Yeah, so that's what we should do. That's what we should do. And Joel Wood says, if you had to guess, do you think Alistair goes to AEW or back to WWE? Joel, I think back to WWE would make a lot of sense. You think that, huh? Just based on his own words and the things that he's saying. Like, I mean, he said, like, plans change as a cop-out. 
and then he talked about like six, seven plans that changed. And it's like, but it, it's like if you, you, he also knows, really knows what it's like. But if he's willing to say that out there, I feel like he's he's open to going back. I don't know. I don't want to speak to his intentions, but yeah. I feel like he might end up back in WWE. But I don't have anything to lead me to uh, to believe that necessarily. Yeah, it's possible. And again, AEW just can't pick up everybody. Like they just can't. Uh, and and so there's there's got to be a limit. Now I, I do want to talk about something kind of along this line. So Mark Henry was on Renee Paquette's podcast and people might not know that Mark Henry was very instrumental in getting Braun Strowman into pro wrestling uh, because he saw him in the strongman contests and, and uh, approached him and ended up, you know, helping him get into WWE. Mark Henry now of course is with AEW and he told Renee that there is mutual interest between AEW and Braun Strowman. He's non-competed isn't up to August, but Mark Henry said there's mutual interest. I had talked about when he was released from, from WWE, he was a guy that I thought AEWE, AEWE, AEW should look at yeah. because he's a main eventer immediately. Like you main, immediately have a guy you can plug in who's recognizable, uh, who's got the size. If they use him right, he's got the charisma. As a heel in WWE at the end, he didn't get to showcase it. But as a baby face, the guy is incredibly charismatic, very funny, uh, and very personable. They've got a ready-made main eventer. And and I know a lot of people uh, said there's no way he goes there because he was critical of AEW when yeah. he was with WWE. I think things like that can be forgiven and forgotten very quickly. Yep. And so uh, I can see Braun Strowman going there. But again, are they going to pick up everybody? Are they going to pick up Aleister Black? Are they going to pick up Buddy Murphy? Are they going to pick up everybody? I just don't think it's likely that their roster is so full already. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, they, they do a lot better at having everybody do something but not be on tv every week right there's definitely I, direction you're right Absolutely. i mean they could even bring him in for like a short-term story and that could be they did it with cardona they brought yeah. him in for what was like a Any, month or something anything yeah anything like that is, is possible i think one thing that we haven't heard you talk about podcast whiz asks what you think of even piper so once again i got to put over man having to put over sean ross sap man He's just going to keep on hitting me up for another damn raise. I got to keep putting over Sean Ross app. So I will say it was maybe a month ago now that Sean Ross app texted me and said that he found out the, the tentative plan for Eva. And it's always tentative until it happens. Yes. But he told me that he had the tentative plan for Eva and the tentative plan a month ago, according to Sean Ross app was that she was going to manage Piper Niven. Lo and behold, this is where they went. Um, here's my, Sometimes things sound a lot better in theory than they do in execution. Yeah. And that happens in every business. Sometimes you think it's a great idea. And then when you execute it, 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 it doesn't work. I was not a fan of the execution. I understand. Okay. I understand keeping even Marie out of the ring because her, her in ring was never her strong suit, but the way they did it where, okay, Naomi's in the ring. Here comes your opponent. She's introduces the opponent and then Piper Niven without a name. And you can talk about that in a minute. Piper Niven without a name <laughs> gets in the ring bell rings because the referee is okay with it yeah bell rings piper niven beats mm-hmm. naomi and then eva marie announces herself as the winner the whole thing doesn't make any sense at all and now i know a lot of people they hate it because eva marie uh she she made like piper niven's is uh you know less than appealing let's say her facial expressions and everything and so a lot of people are looking at it like she's kind of fat shaming or whatever Yes. I'm sh- I'm sure that it's going to lead to Piper Nivens turning on her and getting the face reaction. You would think because that's that's where you would go with it, 
But uh, to me, it's just I'm okay with them having Eva Marie disrespect her if it means that Piper Nibbins is going to get her in the end. Then I'm okay with it. Yes. But from a common sense perspective, because I want common sense, I don't want to be insulted. I want to watch a show that makes sense. To have Eva Marie announced as a, as a, as a competitor in a match, and then Piper Niven comes in and the referee just lets it happen, ah, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. So that, that I have and- a problem with. And the working, I mean, you guys hear my thoughts on that on the Monday show, but I thought that everybody who did their job in that match did did it as well as they could. It's just I don't like the direction. And the pitched name, pitched name, again, this can change, was Dewdrop. Dewdrop. And everybody I talked to was like, boy, that's Vince. What does it mean? Is that supposed to be some kind of a suggestion I, of her body shape or something? I don't understand. I, no, I've heard some implications about maybe like maybe something Disney related, like, and it sounds like a Disney character or something, but I haven't got that confirmed. So, so right back to them being oh. Marvel, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we do have some super chats. Uh, some stupid punk says, so people are angry about Piper getting body shamed. But what do they think the point of pairing her with Eva was? It's mean, but it's WWE. Yes, it was It was to conjure up a reaction similar to this. And I completely agree with that. They knew what they were doing, even though so many times they'd have no clue what they're doing. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Um, you know what sucks, though? And I, I, I think yeah. you talked about this on Monday. There's been too many times where WWE tries to generate a babyface reaction for a female talent by putting over her weight. And yeah. they've done it a lot. And I and, and I, I know on the Raw show, Denise talked about uh, Mickey James. They did it going back to Molly Holly. You know, Molly yeah. Holly, Molly Holly was involved in something like that. Mickey James was involved. Of course, Nia Jax did the big one with Alexa Bliss, where it was flat out bullying. So they they've gone back to this well over and over and over and over again. And so I don't know, man. And and then here's the other thing. Let's say that Piper Niven, let's say they do go in that direction and eventually Piper Niven's getting tired of the, of the, of the negativity and she turns on Eva Marie. Is she going to get her comeuppance if Eva Marie's not wrestling? Like, is Eva Marie just going to manage uh, somebody else? You know I don't know. I, I like Andrew's idea that Piper wins Money in the Bank and, like, Eva wins it. I think but, that's, that's a heat idea. But, but how, how can you logically give her the briefcase when she didn't compete in the match. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. You know, let me tell you this. I, I saw Ted DiBiase. I believe it was on RJ's uh, interview. I believe mm-hmm. where RJ city interviewed DiBiase for WWE.com. I believe that was the one. And DiBiase talked about how, when he won the title, because Andre, the giant beat Hogan double referee gave him the belt kind of similar to what we're talking about here. And then DiBiase was stripped of the title, right? And then that led to the tournament at WrestleMania 4, and then Savage won the tournament. DiBiase mentioned this on, uh, on RJ's interview. He actually defended the title one time. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and, and, and you can find some of this stuff on YouTube. So I don't know what day of the week DiBiase won the title uh, at, uh, on the main event special. The very next day, Sean, the very next day, DiBiase was in a tag team match. I believe it was in the Boston Garden. Uh, with uh, with Andre the Giant, I think it was against Hogan and Bam Bam Bigelow, if I remember right. And he was introduced as the WWF champion. Luger came out with the WWF title for a, a wrestling challenge taping or something at one point. Yeah, too. that was when they were taping it to to air after Mania Ten. Yeah, and then he didn't keep his mouth shut. 
And so they, they went in a different direction. But I thought it was... <laughs> I, I just think it's funny that it's like Luger not keeping his mouth shut was supposedly the issue while they're filming episodes of Wrestling Challenge with him with the belt. That's the yes. dumbest shit. Uh, well, from what I heard, I guess he was like talking his mouth off at a bar. And they at the time, the veal was still down on the business kind of thing. Yeah, so, but I mean, like, they were filming Wrestling Challenge before Mania, and he I had know. the belt. Uh, yeah, it's I know. so dumb. I know, I don't know. But anyway, uh, the Eva thing to me would be similar to when DiBiase won the title. Yeah. And so, you know, how would she be allowed to keep the the, the whole thing just doesn't make sense. We have some super chats. Joel says, Drew's been billed as the top baby face on the brand. Do you think his booking since Mania might hurt his reactions when fans return? Yes. 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 They, they do the same thing with baby faces. They're doing it with Rhea Ripley. As soon as they win, it becomes... <laughs> every time not every just that not just that but drew prior to mania his persona was this guy that didn't sweat the little things his persona was the guy that you know what i'm gonna earn my right and now he loses to lashley at mania and he's continually in the damn title picture yeah you know what i mean like as a character drew mcintyre should be saying i need to earn this and and oh yes okay fine he beat uh, uh who was it kofi to get a to get a title shot or whatever but his character should not be you know you're continually trying to trying to to, to get it again that is going to turn people and i'll tell you something else wwe has this tendency to have the champion lose going into title matches whether it be in tag team matches whether it be non-title distraction matches one of the reasons Lashley got over going into Mania was that he hadn't lost. Yes. And now he just lost like for the second time since Mania. And now you're potentially going to get him matched up to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. The shine's not the same. When, I when, agree. You know what I mean? It's it's whole thing kills like me, it. man. No, no. Man Antonio asks if there's any truth to Dave saying Tommy End is heading to AEW. I feel like if Dave said that, it, it'd probably no. I don't think he'd say that without knowing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't necessarily heard that just beyond what he said lord yeah. pita says wouldn't aw betray their fans and values with braun no no they they signed anthony gogo he had never wrestled before not like, only that they, but if they if they bring braun out as a baby face not as the typical big heel you know serious looking menacing if they bring him out as a as braun Strowman 2017 if you bring out braun Strowman 2017 he's going to get over yeah so if and, they do that, uh, they're all right. Our last super chat before we head over to FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. Justin Lopez says, I was going to WrestleMania 10 as a kid, and I can recall that my uncle, the day of the show, uh, showed me an article in the Daily News of Luger saying he was winning the title. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I bet thousands of people at that taping probably knew he was winning the title too. Yeah, it's a good thing That's- there was no internet. I remember one time that there's a WCW tag team title reign that is negative numbers of days because they filmed like it was the Freebirds losing the titles before they filmed them winning the titles. I remember hearing that they had the belts in a promo or something. Yes, I but then, I think yeah, they, they had they filmed them losing before they even filmed them winning. Right, right, it's unreal. Uh, also, unreal guys. The number of scoops we have over at FightfulSelect.com, but it's not just the scoops. We got like six or seven podcasts every week. We've got. Raw SmackDown post shows from Alex, uh, usually a day or two later. It's a more sour review. Every week I do the Backstage Report podcast, which is just exclusive news to Fightful. I do my Q&A every single week. It has over 100 questions. 
a lot of you say, oh, why don't you cover NXT UK or 205 Live or Impact Wrestling or NWA or GCW every week? We do. Steven Jensen does the Weekender podcast over there with all that stuff. And right now we're going over there to give you the list goes on. So you're talking about 20 extra shows a month. Jimmy, you got anything else for these people? Uh, no, well, list goes on. We're going to talk more AEW. We're going to talk about Brock Anderson. We're going to talk about uh, some Alexa Bliss stuff. Okay. So uh, we're going to do that on the list goes on. I didn't uh, I didn't put up the, the magazine overlay. So FightfulMag.com, that's where you can get the magazine. And if you are a pro WWE fan that doesn't take yourself too seriously, doesn't get too easily offended, check out Sarah Graps because Alex is pretty damn funny. As long as, as long as you can be have a lighthearted thing. You know how some people, Sean, they get really offended yes. if you rip WWE. If you can or, or a, any company, yeah. Or any company, yeah. If you go into a lighthearted, Alex is pretty funny. Yes, he's very funny. Um, his opinions do not reflect that of me or Fightful. Until next time, we're out. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.